Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit gets fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. And we've saved a seat right in the front for you. I don't want you in the back where I can't see you. I want you right up here where I can tell what's going on. So by faith, just come right on into the classroom, get you a Bible and something to take notes on, device or old-fashioned paper, if, if you're like me. Uh, and let's believe God that we can hear from Him today something that'll quicken our spirit, just like we said, and cause our faith to rise up, because that's how faith comes, by hearing the anointed Word of God. So it's exciting to think that in just a few moments, our faith is going to be stronger than it is right now. What do you think? It's a tr- if we're hearing the anointed word, and that's what we, we're about to pray and release faith that that's what happens, that's what he does. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree, this, this class, faith school class all over the world, we agree is touching this and asking you for the anointing and utterance and answers and direction and help. You know where each one of us are uh, and the time and the place. And so we're asking for that fresh manna from heaven, that, that answer, that direction that is most pertinent right now. Show us how to apply it, how to put it into practice, and we purpose not to just let it slide, but to be doers. And we know as we do, you are faithful, always faithful, to watch over your word and perform it in our lives. We thank you in advance for doing so. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. No matter what you're dealing with, faith is the correct response. <laughs> That's a comfort to me because sometimes people will say, well, I, they get in a situation, I don't know what to do. Yeah, if you're a believer, you do. When you don't know one thing of an answer in your head, you still know what to do. Trust God. And trust God means Don't panic, don't fear, don't worry, don't waver, rest. In what? That he'll show me what I need to see. He'll give me what I need to give. He he will guide me to or bring to me. uh, He, whatever it takes, he's everything to me. Hallelujah. And he's faithful. And just that, uh, that simple but powerful decision will give God access to you. Hallelujah. Uh, Go look in our textbook again to Hebrews, the 10th chapter. And let's look at some of these things we've been looking at um, all week previously, talking about by faith, what the Bible has to say about by faith. We see in verse... uh, um, 38 of chapter 10, it says, Now the just shall live by faith. Faith is a lifestyle. It's something you do 24-7. It's not just something you do when you go to church or during your devotional time. Faith, every thought you either receive or reject 
is an act of faith or unbelief. Every word you choose to say or not say is a decision to believe or not believe. Everything you choose to do or not do, I mean, it's something that's going on all the time. We live by faith. That's why, you know, the, the thing that we say in the front of the class and the thing we say at the end of the class, it's not just uh, something to parrot. It's a, an affirmation of our spirit. I live by faith. I walk by faith. That, that's how I function. And it'll help you just to say that, especially if you haven't been doing it. Even if you've come short of it many times in many ways, uh, this is how you get there. It's a, you decide, I'm saying it. Even if you're calling those things, be not. As though they were, you're now giving God something to work with. This is how I function. This is how I live, by faith. And from what we've been studying, you just got through saying, I please God all the time. <laughs> now people might say, oh, that's saying a lot. Whew, you're presumptuous. No, I, I'm, I'm getting my words working for me instead of against me. Come on, can you see that? I'm agreeing with God instead of disagreeing with Him. Come on, try it out. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I, live by faith. I walk by faith. I walk by it's faith. how I function, it's how I function. All, the all the time. And in so doing, in so doing I please God. Please God. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. Which is what our next verses get into. He said in verse 39, he said, uh, We're not of them who draw back or pull back unto perdition or destruction, but them that believe to the saving of the soul. He had said, The just lives by faith. If any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him, or I won't be pleased with him. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the confidence of things hoped for, one translation says, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. We see that uh, in verse 4, that God testified of Abel's gift. In verse 5, uh, Enoch had the testimony uh, that, he, that God was pleased with him. And then down in verse 39, all of the ones that were mentioned, these all having obtained a good report through faith. So in the very beginning of the chapter, at the end of the chapter, in, in between, he's talking about people who have God's approval. People that God did and does testify that he is pleased with what they did. And how did they get this approval? Almost every verse starts with these two words, by faith. Let me read this verse 2 from these other translations again. The, the NIV says this, talking about faith, is what the ancients were commended for. The Amplified says, by faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. The, the basic English says, for by it our fathers had God's approval. The Living Bible says, men of God in days of old were famous for their faith. There's something that's known in heaven 
something that is treasured and valued with all, and it's your faith. The faith is not an accumulation of knowledge on the subject of faith. Faith is not of the head. It's not of the intellect. Romans 10 says, for with the heart man believes. And uh, the scripture says, we have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Same spirit of faith as who? Well, that's what he's talking about here. Same spirit of faith as Abraham, Enoch, Abel, Moses, Noah. Same spirit of faith. You and I, who have chosen to be believers, who love God and love pleasing Him and love faith, we have a lot in common with these people. <laughs> You'll recognize it when you meet them. You'll like that about them instantly, and they'll like that about you instantly. This is real. I, I've been able to travel a little bit, we just, not too long ago, came back from a, an Asia trip where we are in uh, about four different countries. And um, no matter where you are, how different the culture is, or even if you don't understand the language, I recognize faith. I recognize faith. I recognize the Spirit of God. He's the same, and He's wonderful. I know some years ago, oh, this must have been... Uh, 30 plus years ago, uh, my wife Phyllis and myself were in a meeting and there was a, a missionary who was speaking for a while and I, I didn't know him and he was, he was actually from Africa and uh, he was uh, sharing and, and speaking some things. He spoke about five minutes. I leaned over to Phyllis. I said, I like him. <laughs> she said, you don't even know him. What do you mean you like him? I said, he's got faith. He's got faith. I, I could detect the spirit of faith about him. It's not just in the language. It's not just in the phraseology. It's not in quoting the right scriptures. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. It's the spirit of the overcomer. Hallelujah. <laughs> now that, that phrase is not just something that Keith Moore said. Uh, anybody remember in 1 John, he said, uh, this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. Faith, the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory, is the spirit of the overcomer. Why do I like it? Same reason you like it. Because God likes it. And He's in us. We're made in His uh, nature, in His image and likeness. And so uh, the more you know, like him we become, then the more we like what he likes and dislike what he dislikes. And he, if you pull back, if you lay down, if you quit, if you give up, if you despair, what did he say? I have no pleasure in you. I'm not pleased with that. I don't like that. That's God talking. Well, you're that way too if you have developed in this at all. I don't want to... I actually have become quite intolerant <laughs> of unbelief. Whether it's, about, it's on me or whether it's on you. I love you. I care if you're going through something. 
but I won't talk unbelief with you. Y'all with me or not? I will not just let you pour, uh, you know, self-pity and defeat and, and, and negativism in my ear. I won't do it. Mm-mm. Because it won't help you. And it won't help me. We get through crying and feeling sorry for ourselves. Nothing will have changed. Is that right? It's not, in fact, it'll get worse. You'll get in worse shape. And so I've learned in my own life, I can't tolerate unbelief and fear and anxiety and worry and being negative in myself. So the more I train myself to be intolerant of that, so we, we live in, in a society where tolerance is the, uh, oh, what's, the, what's the word? It's the known word. It's an approved word. And the idea is tolerate everything. Tolerate everything. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't tolerate unbelief. Don't tolerate fear. Don't tolerate depression. Hmm? Why? Because you sink down, you pull back, you draw back. God himself is displeased with that. Is that right? Oh, he still loves you. You're still saved. You're still made righteous by what Jesus has done. But he's displeased with what you're doing. Do you want him pleased or displeased with what you're doing? And one of the reasons he'd be displeased with what you're doing is because of the results you're going to get out of it. He wants you helped. He wants you free. The price has been paid. He wants you to do what allows him to get in your business. Come on, can you see that? He wants you to do the thing that will give him access and let him, allow him to manifest in your life. And if you choose not to believe, if you choose to doubt, if you choose to quit, you're slamming the door in his face. Remember the scripture said, the Lord said, I behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open the door, I'll come in and sup. Uh, God doesn't kick the door in. The door to your and my heart, the handle's on the inside. Are y'all with me, friend? And if you don't open your heart to him, he doesn't come in. That's concerning the new birth. It's also concerning other things after the new birth. And the way we, the way we open the door and invite him into our life, it's just like in the new birth. You choose to believe. You believe in your heart. You say with your mouth. You open the door. He comes in. Well, we want to open the door in our finances. We want to open the door in our marriages, in our families, right? In our bodies, every area. And you'll only do that by uh, absolutely refusing to yield to the fear and unbelief and negativism, being intolerant, intolerant. Now, not everybody will understand this. There are people that if you don't cry and, and sob and yield to depression with them, to them that just means you don't care. But it's not true. I said it's not true. When I first started in the ministry, uh, I didn't know what I'm telling you now. Of course, this is about 40 years ago now. Uh, I first started working in uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry, and, and I was ministering in the uh, prayer and, and healing center. And uh, I grew up 
in, in a, a pretty good uh, home environment. I mean, my mom and dad cared about each other and stayed married and loved us kids. It wasn't perfect, but, you know, having grown up now and seen the rest of the world, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of crime where I grew up. I mean, it was, we lived out in the country. It was pretty nice. And we didn't have some of the stuff that I'm then getting into ministry. I got people across from me telling me stuff that happened to them. And I'm thinking, what? What? They did what? <laughs> you did what? And so they're crying and, they're, and, and, and you know, tears are flowing down their cheeks. And, and I reach and get them a Kleenex and they get one for me too because I'm thinking, they're thinking, what am I going to do? And I'm thinking, I don't know. You're, you're messed up. <laughs> I didn't know people could be this messed up. So they're crying and I'm crying. They're hopeless. I'm hopeless. This doesn't help anybody. Come on, can y'all see this, friends? People will think, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. No, no, it's not. Agreeing with the impossibility of someone's predicament is not helping them. If you can't bring some faith to the table, you can't help them. And faith will not agree with the impossibility of their case. Right? People say, yeah, but you don't understand. Yeah, and you don't understand how powerful God is, how big he is, what he can do. Nothing is too hard for the Lord, right? To be a faith person, you are, to unbelievers, irritatingly positive. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? They're like, how can you be so positive? Well, because I choose to be. I choose to speak life. Why? Because I know what I'm going to get if I speak death. I choose to expect help from the Lord. I, why? Because if I quit and give up, I, it's over. I know what's going to happen. Fight the good fight of faith. Even if I come short through faults of my own, at least I didn't just lay down and quit. Even if, even if I fight and get part of what I'm believing for, that's better than nothing. Come on, can you see that? And even through, if through ignorance of my own or faults or mistakes of my own, if I'm endeavoring to believe God, like we've talked already this week, he's looking at my heart. Is that right? And before I get any results in the natural, if I'm really believing him, he's pleased with me right now. Right now, he's pleased with me. So we must become, I know we live in a generation that hollers about tolerance, tolerance, tolerate everything no, God's got a different message. We're to be intolerant of unbelief, of fear, of worry, of anxiety. You need to uh, raise standards for yourself that I don't allow myself to talk like that. I don't allow myself to think like that. I don't allow myself to give in to those feelings. Oh, they can be there and they can be real and they can be persistent. It comes to all of us, but it's a choice whether I give into it and talk it and give up and quit or whether I resist it. Everybody say resist it, resist it, resist it. Didn't the Bible say resist the enemy? What will happen? He'll leave. What if you don't resist him? He'll stay. And when the enemy stays and is working, he came to do something. He came to steal, to kill. And destroy. And if he's not resisted, that's what he'll do. And get away with it. He's getting away with it far too much in the body of Christ. Because people tolerate it. 
They tolerate it. And so when it comes to other people, you don't have to be mean. You don't have to be harsh and hard, but just change the subject on them. <laughs> right? And they're, they're going into their, you know, their fifth time they're telling you the same thing about what happened to them. They're looping. You know, anybody know what a loop is? Looping. You know, just like a video or an audio can be in a loop. Same thing over and over. The enemy will try to get you to do that. Just keep thinking about what, what they said, what they did to me, how, what this accident was, what this, this crime, this incident, this, this awful thing, this bad experience, over and over and over again. And you can tell if you're letting that happen because it torments you. Just torments you and vexes you. Actually, it's a taste of hell. The scripture, the same word used for torment in hell is used to describe what fear does. Fear has torment. So when something is vexing you and you're, and, 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 you, you know, sometimes your friends can help you out if you'll let them. If they'll say, hey, you know, that's the third time you've told me that. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the tenth time in three days that you're going over this again. You're looping. You're looping. Sometimes, you know, we, we just, that could be a code word amongst us believers, right? You just go, you're looping, <laughs> looping. And then you need to go, mm, quit that, quit that. I'm going to talk life, right? I'm going to talk faith. Become intolerant. Don't just let somebody fill your ear with the problem, the problem, the problem, the problem. Don't let the enemy do it to you silently in your thought life. Just bring it to you, bring it to you, bring it to you. He tries to do it with everybody. And I wish I could tell you that you'd get to the place spiritually where it wouldn't happen anymore. But as long as you're in this life, the enemy's down here, but you can get better about resisting it. And you can get better about detecting it afar off before you start looping. And just don't even start looping to begin with. You can get better and stronger. Just shut it down. Yes. Just shut it down. The scripture said, in fact, let's just go there and look at it in 2 Corinthians, 10th chapter. Are we still talking about faith? Yes. Yeah, we are. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. He gives us the victory all the time and always causes us to triumph in our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3. Now we, we saw uh, yesterday in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. Here is an expounding on that. Verse 3, 2 Corinthians 10, 3. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. If you're walking by faith, you're not walking in the flesh. Walking in the flesh is the same as walking by sight. If you're walking in the flesh, you're not walking in faith. Walking in faith, you're not walking in the flesh. We, though we walk in the flesh, talking about in the, in the natural, we don't war after the flesh. Our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What kind of strongholds are you talking about? Casting down what? Imaginations. That's from the word image. Image is a picture. 
Imaginations are pictures in your mind. What, what should you do with an image that, that's not good? Cast is a strong word. It's like grab it and slam it. Grab it and throw it. Throw it down. Casting down imaginations. And what else? Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What does that mean? If the Lord says it's this way, and these images say it's something else, you got a choice to make. Right? We say what God said is right. No matter what it looks and feels like, we grab this and we throw it down. No, you're not healed. Look at this. Feel this. That's exalting itself against the knowledge of by his stripes you're healed. He took your infirmities. Oh, you're not forgiven. Look how you feel. You've made so many mistakes. That's exalting itself against the knowledge of that the Lord forgives you and cleanses you. And you've been made righteous. Right? You're defeated. It's too late. That's exalting itself against the knowledge that he always causes you to triumph. What do you do with those imaginations? Cast them down. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity what? Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. Every thought. To the obedience of Christ. That sounds like being intolerant (laughs) of wrong thoughts. Right? Being intolerant of imaginations uh, and, and thoughts feelings and all the stuff that goes with it that are contrary to what the Lord said. Um, we were in a, uh, another state some, some time back and uh, preached a message on this about slapping it down. <laughs> slapping it down. Talking about these, these verses. And later on, a woman, a minister who was with child found out they said that uh, there were some serious problems with the child. And the development and warned her about some things. And she, she said that message was still ringing in her ears from the, uh, the, the service about slapping it down. And she said, man, those thoughts had come. Oh, the baby's going to be deformed. The baby's going to be this. The baby. She said she'd slap it down. Slap it down and say, no, I call that child perfect. I call that child. And guess what happened in nine months? Perfect. But for nine months, she said, I had to slap it down. Every day I had to keep slapping it down, slapping it down, slapping it down. Come on, sit out loud, slap it down. Knock it down, slap it down, cast it down. Intolerant of anything that disagrees with what God told you about your situation. Choosing to trust Him and speak boldly and not give one inch or one moment to these contradictory thoughts and feelings. What's that going to do with your father? It's going to make him smile. It's going to please him. He's going to say, look at that. Look at them. Look at them. They're doing exactly what you need to do. And it will allow him to manifest and make a change in your life. Well, we're already out of time again today. The class has transpired. Let's say it. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. We're strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Hallelujah. We'll see you next time in Faith School.